Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Let's say good morning to Chris Barsby. How are you, Chris? I'm well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. I'm just watching a replay this morning of Max Shard's performance uh, last start. Of course, it runs as one of the fancies here in the flashing red on the weekend. Uh, I reckon on the bend you would have, wouldn't have taken ten dollars about it, would you, <laughs> Max Shard? Yeah, well, exactly time. right. He was a long way off them. I was starting to worry at the four hundred with some of those, you know, favoured runners being so far back. But uh, at the top of the straight, there was a, a big sweeping move from several of those horses, and they just finished with. Uh, a heap of power and got down the outside. Sectionally, there was a lot of horses that performed really well out of that race. Max Shard was brilliant. Black Sedans was really good. LL Cool J was really good. And Colt 31 was good as well. So it's going to be a very interesting race this Saturday night. Mm, our first guest is with us. Yeah, and we're going to talk about a, a star performer here in Queensland. And with the carnival fast approaching, this guy's set to play a major role. We're talking about Manila Playboy. He starts on Saturday night going around in race number three. He's drawn gate seven over a mile. It's not an easy assignment, but we know he's got the class. His trainer is Shane Fraser, and he's with us now. Shane, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Uh, this guy has been absolutely awesome in the two wins so far this campaign. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Uh, yeah, very happy with him. A little surprised, but, you know, not really in the sense that we've known he's a classy horse, but for him to come back, you know, as good as he was in them first two runs, well... Yeah, very happy with him, and yeah, we didn't want him to peak too soon, so we just try and keep him idling along now. Yeah, a four-year-old that's got a fantastic record. 11 wins from 23 starts. He's a dual Group 1 winner. I'll ask this question, just on his current form, how he's returned in these two runs back. Is this the best you've ever had him? Oh, look, I think it's as fast as I've ever seen him, but look, yeah, I have to say he's probably as good as we've ever had him. Health-wise, he's fantastic, and he's just really relaxed at the moment and taking everything in his stride. And the runs, the wins that he's had, he hasn't been really knocked around, so that's been the best part about it. Uh, Angus is doing a great job with him. Yeah, the, the change-up speed is just... Uh, it's just... You, you can't sort of not watch him, though, when you look <laughs> at the replays. The, the way yeah. he goes about it, he just goes into another gear, and he is off. Yeah, he just loves racing, mate. Um, he's a professional horse, and he makes training horses easy. But, um, yeah, he, his letdown speed's been phenomenal. So hope he can maintain that. How do you approach this race on Saturday night? As I said, it's not easy. Gage sent over a mile in any type of race, but uh, you're starting to creep up in grade now. But how do you approach it this weekend? Probably no different to the previous two runs, Chris. Yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll look after him first and foremost. And, you know, it's a quality field. And like you say, each race is getting harder and harder now. So it's going to be interesting, isn't it? So yeah. we'll just see, you know, if he's got the, the guns to run him down, I guess. All right. Let's try and map out his program ahead. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, I think it's June 17, the first of the features rolls around at Redcliffe, the patron's purse. Is that a race you look at with Manila Playboy? Yeah, that's where we'll look to go. Yeah, after Saturday night. Okay, and then we go into the uh, the Queensland Sun, which is the lead up to the Rising Sun. Yep, yeah, that's that's the next one, and hopefully he earns an invitation into the big one. Yeah, on current form, he's going to be hard to beat in anything that he can test. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's unbelievable. Just you know, just got to keep him where he is. That's the, that's the main target, and 
you know, if we can do that, uh, he's going to be right there amongst them, I reckon. So, yeah, he's been very pleasing. All right, so he's he's a happy horse at the moment because yeah. over the last twelve yeah. to fourteen months, you've had your fair share of little, you know, bumps mm. along the road with him, just health wise. Mm. But he just looks like he's in the zone right now. Yeah, I don't know whether it's just maturity. I don't I don't know what, where it's come from, but he just seems so settled at the moment. And you know, we've had pretty awful weather to be honest. So if it was mm. gonna, you know, something was gonna turn on him, well, you think it'd happen. But you know, the sun's shining down here. It's a bit colder, but. He's uh he's very relaxed at the moment and everything he does he's doing it easy you know we yep. we don't knock him around too much he he does his talking on the racetrack and he he's he's pretty easy to prepare. Does he do some beach work or is he just on the track? Yeah. No, I take him to the beach at least once a week, and that that's his main sort of gallop and and the rest of it's just idling him over you know. Yeah. So, yeah, he loves the beach. It's you know where I can tell. I can read him down there and just tell how he's actually feeling because when he gets down there, he gets pretty excited and he wants to do the work. And you know when he's, you know, when he's wanting to have a bit of a buck and that down there, that he's he's right, you know. Yeah. So, well, it's great yeah, news. Yeah, done wonders for him. You know, Nick Frost took me down there and showed me the beach, and I haven't looked back since uh, we started going there with horses like him. All right. The stable mate, Bangkok DJ, his uh, younger half-brother steps out on Friday night, tomorrow night. Uh, he's obviously getting set for a raft of features coming up over the next two months. Are you happy with where he's at right now? Yeah, I am, actually. He's trained on really well since the other run the other night. and he's uh, yeah, I think he's coming to hand. You know, He's going to be a better horse tomorrow night, and he'll, he should continue to improve. He's, he's doing it all very nicely at the moment. It seems pretty sharp this week, so I'm expecting him to go good tomorrow night. All right. And like Manila Playboy, he's got that awesome speed. And just looking at that first up win, he, you know, obviously a few little steering issues, but mm. he still rattled off some really good splits, so that's really encouraging. And then last time out, he just probably had the wrong draw. Yeah, he just got caught in traffic. And uh didn't matter. It's teaching him to race. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we don't get caught up in some of these better races like that. But yeah, he's like I say, he's trained on really well, and he's a strong horse, very strong. And uh, yeah, it should be interesting to see how he goes this carnival. There's a lot of good three-year-olds around, so you know it's, it's going to be hard, and a lot of it's going to come down to draw. And uh, you know, but he'll be amongst them if he, he gets the right run. Yeah, one thing that stands out for him is the maturity. He, he looks like he's still developing, so that's a good sign going forward. But uh, yeah, he looks like he's going to be uh, very competitive in anything that he contests as well over the next couple of months. Like I said, yeah, yeah. Like I say, he's training on well, and you know, he's he's a healthy horse, and I yeah, be interesting to see how he goes. He's definitely got some uh, quality about him. Yeah, there's no question about that. So he goes around tomorrow night, drawn gate five over the mile. Shane, really appreciate the time. Looking forward to seeing both of these horses uh, compete across the weekend. Best of luck, and uh, hopefully it just keeps uh, flowing like it is right now because things are things are looking good. Yeah, fingers crossed, Chris. Thanks for having me, mate. There's Shane Fraser joining us. So he's got that, uh, uh, well, two-weapon uh, charge for, for the weekend with Bangkok DJ tomorrow night and then Manila Playboy starting on a Saturday night. So looking forward to seeing both compete. The flashing red is the feature coming through on Saturday night. This race, three years ago, 2019, 
North New Hustler was able to win this race. First up from New Zealand, he was able to get the job done. He lines up again on Saturday night. His owner is Al Barnes, and he's online with us now. Al, good morning. Morning, Chris. How you going, mate? I'm really well. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, 2019. No, it gets away quick, doesn't it? Too right, too right. Is he going as well now as what he was back then? Uh, age is probably catching up with him a little bit, Chris, but he's doing a good job for Jack and Brendan, and I think he'll be competitive. Okay. Were you happy with the handicap? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no, he steps well, so uh, we only need a touch of luck, and we might be able to weave a passage through, and if we can get to the top early, that's going to make us hard to uh, hard to run down. Well, I wanted to ask about that. If you could sort of, you know, dodge and weave a little bit of traffic early and eventually find the front, Gee, he'd give him something to catch. He hasn't been beaten too many times in front, so you'd, you'd probably take your chance in front. Um, he's a really good front runner. So by saying that too, though, if the right horse comes along and, and Hayden wants to take a sit, well, he has that option. Yeah, he was fourth behind Turn It Up last time out. In fact, he's chased home Turn It Up at his past two starts. But are you happy with the way he's performing? Uh, 50, 53.7 or 53.80 is last half, last start. On paper, originally, I was a little disappointed he dropped turn-ups back, but I think turn-ups just going that well, and he ran home at 53.2, so and not many horses can do that. So the old fella at eight, year, eight years old can still run home in a high 53. He's doing pretty good. Right. Sectionally, three starts ago, he was a runner-up behind Black Sedans when they went that track record time. His numbers would have been unbelievable that night. Yeah, he's done a good job. Yep, the boys have really got him far and well, and we've had the the vet to him do his joints, and they said it's the soundest he's been. So I uh, can't complain. The boys have done a great job, and uh, really happy. All right, so he's got the flashing red this uh, this Saturday night, a race that he's already won, the Redcliffe Cup. That's a race that you've competed in previously too. It comes up later in the month, June twenty five. I'm sure that's a race you'd love to win. Yeah, definitely. Got beaten those last times. Last time we raced in it, so. Um, this time with 100,000 up for grabs, it'd be lovely to pinch one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Now, tell me, a couple of other things I wanted to ask you this morning. Uh, you were at the at the Weanling sale last week over in Auckland? I was, yes. Ventured over New Zealand just for a look. I bought one last year. Uh, nice, sweet Lou filly out of a mare called Taylor Kate. Um, she was very cheap, $4,000. So I ventured over this year to buy some more and try and set myself up for the future. How many did you come away with? I bought five. I uh, bought two Seasides, uh, American Ideal, a uh, Vincent, uh, and a Sweet Lou. Okay, okay. So you've got plenty to work with there. And tell me this. Did you recently buy a horse in North America that you once trained down here? Yes, uh, in partnership with um, a friend of mine in America, Austin Singerman, who drives at the Yonkers. Uh, we bought Lincoln's Girl back. Um, we sold her to America for about 40000 for Lincoln Farms, and she's won 20-odd or 21 or 22 races in New Zealand, uh, in America. So when the opportunity came back to buy her, we bought her back. Well, my plans are to bring her back to Australia as a broodmare. Uh, so she'll race over in America for the rest of the year, and, and then we might follow her down once in America and then bring her home after that. But she won first up for us, um, which was fantastic in Delaware. So it's a bit of a thrill. Okay, so her, her recent form is still really strong, obviously. Uh, last start, she failed. Uh, she choked choked down last start, but she'd won a three previous, so no, she's doing really well. 
Yeah, that's a long-term venture, though, isn't it? Purchasing, uh, purchasing her in North America and then obviously uh, with plans to bring her back in time to come. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to set myself up with a nice nice bunch of broodmares uh, just to either race or sell one at the sales, one or two at the sales. So we've got three nice ones here in Australia now and we bought Larry Lincoln's mum from New Zealand. So um, just to have her come home from America would just only add to the uh, to the good group of horses we've got. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the pressure's on Hustler then. He's got to walk away with a flashing red. That'd be nice if he could do that on the weekend and then go go towards the Reckler Cup at the end of the month. Al, as always, really appreciate the time. Best of luck with Hustler on the weekend. Cheers, Chris. Thanks, Phil. Mobile Rolling on Radio Tab. Back to Chris Barsby. Thanks, Steve. We're, we're looking at the weekend's features and I want to pop down to Melbourne now and catch up with Mick Stanley because as we know there's a possibility that Mick could be headed our way for the carnival he is a regular during the carnivals each and every year and he's got one of his stable stars first up here on Saturday night at Melton going around in race five we're talking about rock and roll do Mick Stanley is online with us Mick appreciate the time yeah morning Chris thanks mate uh whereabouts are you right now um I'm just on the way home from the St Arnold thoroughbred jump out so uh it's a bit crackly. I apologise in advance. That's all right. So dual code, uh, dual code licensee. So you had one at the trials this morning. Yeah, my wife trains uh, the Gallopers and um, just had a two-year-old go around his first um, first trial on that and went quite well. The jockey asked if he could ride it again, so that it was a good start. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Onwards and upwards. Let's talk about Rock and Roll Do here on Saturday night. He's first up. He's had a couple of trials. What are the expectations here? Yeah, look, um, I, I'm expecting him to go there and and uh, put in a really good showing. Um, mate, he, he, as you said, he's had the two trials. He's had some uh, really good block of training at home. And um, if, if we're realistically uh, wanting a run in the rising sun, we, we you know we probably need to be uh, stepping out and, and um, putting in a, in a good showing this week. Okay. He hasn't raced since late February. He contested the swept sprint up in Sydney. Two starts ago, he was in the chariots of fire. We know he's got the class. Just with that time away and the way he's trained down this campaign, is there improvement? Because we know he's got the ability, but is it just a, a mental thing for rock and roll do? Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the little break and time into to working back up, he, he seems a lot more settled and tractable in his gear again. So, He's been perfect in his two trials. Now, you know, race pressures are different to trial pressure, but um, I'm, I'm really confident, um, you know, that he will see a four-season race for this campaign. Okay. Now, you've mentioned the rising sun. That, that's the feature coming up here on the opening night of the carnival at Albion Park. You, you think you can win that race with this horse, don't you? 100% I do. Um, I think I've... I've I think I've got a horse that can not only win that race, but, um, you know, step up and, and and have a really forward showing in a race like the Blacks of Fake. I, I have a lot of time for him. I think he's a very strong horse that can that can uh, maintain it at high speed for what you need to at that elite company. So, um, you know, I said last year through the derbies, I, I knew that he was one of my better horses. He, he just needed time and maybe he still does need Another 12 months, but I think ability-wise, um, he's definitely right up there with, um, you know, the, the best of them we have going around. 
Yeah. You know the, the four invites already. Better Eclipse ladies in red, Leap to Fame rip. So you're, you're happy to take them on. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, they're, they're sort of... It's going to be a cracking race. The, these feature races are, are always hard to win. So, um, like I said, I think I've got the horse to win it. You, you need a lot to go to your way to win those races. But, um, as I said, if, if we are going to win a riding sun, we, we need to win this week first and kick off in our campaign in style. Okay. And just looking at this race on, on Saturday night... Yam Buckian's an early scratching, and I'm tipping that's that's quite important. Pat's Beachstorm, does it loom as the main main rival here now? Yeah, on paper you would think so. Um, I know they sort of uh, wrote up that Yam Buckian may have been the early speed, but Yam Buckian, apart from the, the the two times that Rock and Roll do made the mistake out of the mobile, Yam Buckian had, had drawn outside him on three occasions and couldn't cross him, so. If he brings his A game and he's switched on, uh, he, he gets out of the gate fast enough. So that's not an issue. Um, Pat Speedstorm, obviously drawn outside us, he is uh, favourable for us if we can keep him there. Um, but then, you know, you've got a lot of metropolitan season performers. So um, you never know. But, um, yeah, he's definitely on paper the main danger. OK. July 9 is the Rising Sun. So this race coming through on the weekend. Will it be the first of two starts down there before you head up? Yeah, definitely. That's the plan, uh, Chris, is to give him two starts. So we'll see how he comes through uh, this week to, to whether we back him up next week or have a, have a week's break then another start and then head up. So, um, but yeah, definitely uh, that, that seems that the logical way to go is giving two good metropolitan starts under his belt. All right, excellent. And on Saturday night in that Mayor's Championship race, race two, you've got two runners, Let It Linger and Ayalanta. Ayalanta's an interesting runner. Hasn't started since our carnival last year. What are the expectations with these mares on the weekend? Uh, Let It Linger, um, she's a filly on the way up. She probably lacks a little bit of dash and probably got to this class too quickly. Uh, She'll need a lot of luck. Um, but Ireland has worked up with Rock and Roll Do this whole campaign and, and trialled with him quite well. I think I think she's the best mare in the race. I think we've got a lot of... In this, yeah, right. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Appreciate the time this morning and uh, hopefully we'll see you up here sooner rather than later. Yeah, we lost Stanley him. Stanley joining us. Yeah, didn't sound too good towards the end there, that line. But uh, we got the main part that he's really happy with the rock and roll do. And Steve, as we know, he's right in the mix for that rising sun. So it's not all that far away now. Rock and roll do has class. He's had four starts this year. The first up run was phenomenal in a group one feature at Melton. And then he went to Sydney and won a qualifier for the Chariots of Fire. And that performance there was awesome once again. So he's all class rock and roll do. So we look forward to seeing him this weekend. We've got a big night coming through. Uh, tomorrow night over in the West, as always at Gloucester Park. It's a strong meeting, and our man on the ground over there is Matty Young, and he's with us now. Matt, good morning. Morning to you, Chris. Uh, we've got a 10-race program coming through tomorrow night. What is the highlight for you? Uh, I thought it was a couple of really nice races, uh, really competitive four-year-old and five-year-old mares. Westbred uh, race, which is dedicated to the honour of Harry Capararo, who was a great uh, breeder, promoter, and just entrepreneur of the harness racing industry. 
And, um, yeah, it's great to see him being honoured. There's a really good three-year-old Phillies race to start off the program. And the free-for-all over a mile where we see jumping Jack Mack, he was so impressive in that first-up performance. We see him down in distance after running first up over 2,500. He goes down to the mile uh, from a tricky draw, and it looks to be a great race. Finvara as well. And the last race, we see a great battle between Beach City, Ideal Agent, and Typhoon Banner in a five-horse field. Yeah, that, that will be interesting. Uh, light on numbers, but high on quality, that final race. That's over 2,138 metres there, that final race. Uh, just uh, with that first race, uh, the three-year-old fillies, is there anything there that could uh, potentially challenge Wonderful to Fly? Well, I mean, it's racing, so, of course, uh, there's horses there that can challenge her. Um, I think uh, Beyond the Sea goes pretty nice. Little Darling, she's a very nice filly uh, for Barry Howlett, and he just knew she was going to be uh, at the upper echelon of three-year-old fillies when she had one of her first starts back. She went to Wagen, and Chris Lewis made uh, a very rare trip to Wagen to go and drive her. So he had one drive on the program and she went and duly saluted. So that's the sort of quality that uh, Chris obviously thinks she has as he's no doubt identified her as his Oaks chance and he was travelling far and wide to uh, get the uh, drive or stick with the drive at least. Okay, well that's the, uh, the the opening race tomorrow night. Where do we find your best bet? Well, it is actually in the opening race tomorrow night that I, I quite like uh, beyond the sea. I thought with the draw... I could see Colin Brown being pretty aggressive and being able to get to the top here with this filly. She's got a good early gate speed. She's very good when she can get to the top. And if she found the top, I don't think anything in this field would beat her. So pretty keen race one, number three, beyond the sea is my best bet. Okay, so nice and early there. Race one, number three, beyond the sea. That is Matt Young's best bet on the program tomorrow night. Um, we've still got some good racing to come over there in the West, but uh, the, the way things are shaping up there... Uh, it's a strong group of horses right across the board. The, the open-class horses, a lot of them are still, you know, away from action, the likes of Chicago Bull Shockwave. But by the sound of it, they're getting closer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shockwave, everyone keeping a close eye on him because that's all you want to see. You just want to see your best horses back. Is Bully um, at the point of, uh, we keep saying it, well, I keep saying it at least, like he's been going around for, Five years now and he'll be going into his sixth year at the free-for-all ranks uh, in 2023 if he goes around for another tilt of the Pacing Cup and Fremantle Cup which is amazing durability for him and uh, credit to the standard bread but um, you've got horses like Shockwave coming through and those very talented four-year-olds that we're seeing the golden nugget over here in Perth is just going to be absolutely outstanding so there's some really nice horses coming through and uh, horses like Chicago Bull are getting a little bit older. Shockwaves dealing with injuries. So it will be a very interesting summer carnival coming up with Mighty Ronaldo, no doubt, heading towards a very strong preparation as we've seen him in Sydney. He proved he was right up to the best four-year-olds in the country. Yeah, one final one before I let you go this morning. An interesting horse that I wanted to ask about uh, that starts uh, having his first WA start tomorrow night is Cool Water Paddy. You don't often see uh, don't often see horses come from Tasmania and go to Perth, but uh, this guy's joined the uh, the astute stables of Nathan Turvey. Do you think he can score for, uh, fresh up? Yeah, that's a very intriguing race that one, and uh, of course, Cool Water Paddy creates a lot of interest. Nathan's uh, made it almost. Uh, a part of his training regime. He's got horses in the past from 
uh, far-flung destinations and done really good jobs with them. So um, he's a very good trainer and no doubt this horse will do a nice job. It's a bit of a tricky draw, a bit of speed to the inside. So uh, definitely get a real good feel for how he's going in the preparation. He doesn't need to win tomorrow night to do a good job over here. So expecting him to run a good race and improve off of whatever he does tomorrow night. Okay, he goes around in race number eight. Matty, as always, really appreciate the time. Appreciate the tip as well. Race one, number three, beyond the sea. We'll talk again next week. Cheers, Chris.